This is the Z Code Sports Betting Podcast. Are you struggling to find success betting sports? Tired of empty promises and scams handicapping services? Wondering why Vegas sports books become richer and richer and how you could win on sports too? This podcast is what the sports investing industry truly needs an insider look into proven successful strategies. The Z Code Podcast is your crash course in sports investing that destroys popular misconceptions and provides invaluable sports prediction analysis tools that you can download for free. We outline insider winning systems from experts that make a living through sports investing and explain how you can do it too. Armed with the best tools in the industry and a proper mindset, sustaining profits is easier than ever before. Welcome to Z Code Podcast. Welcome back to Z Code and another episode of our show. And I feel like it's just getting better and better each time. We have more and more guests lined up that are willing to come here and to share their insights, to share their knowledge, and to help you become a winner in sports investing. And you know, like Zig Ziglar once said, that some of us learn from other people's mistakes, and the rest of us have to be the other people. I love that quote. It's very applicable to sports investing, and I love that the other people are coming here and sharing their knowledge and that we can learn from what they're doing right and what they've done wrong in the past. So let's meet our new guest today, Jeffrey, who is about to share with you his experience on sports investing and how you can become successful at it, too. Now, Jeffrey is one of the most inspiring sports investors who's using his knowledge, the power of sports trading, and new trends on betting to profit big time. So let's hear from the man himself, a.k.a. Mr. Smiley Face, Jeffrey. Hey, Jeffrey, welcome to the show, sir. Thanks, Scott. I'm uh, really pleased to be here. Well, if you wouldn't mind starting out, take a few minutes to tell us uh, a few words about yourself and also include in that, how did you get into sports investing? Well, uh, if I take the uh, last part first, uh, when I was about 16, a long, long time ago when computers had only just started to appear on the high street and uh, 16, I remember queuing my father at five o'clock in the morning, just the week before Christmas and got a Sinclair Spectrum uh, computer, which many guys outside the UK won't recognize. Small little computer, rubber keys. And uh, for some reason, uh, after I'd received this, played a few games, I thought, let's have a little go at programming. And um, there just happened to be some uh, horse racing on the television. So I thought, yeah, that's a good place to start. So I spent weeks running a little horse racing program and um, the next big meeting that came up, I put all the uh, data in and uh, it picked five out of six winners, which I know was beginner's luck, but that uh, sort of got me uh, hooked. And how old were you at that time? I was just 16. Wow. Well, let's get into your favorite part, Betfair Sports Trading. Could you take a minute and tell us a little bit about what Betfair offers and how it's different or unique to regular bookmakers? Well, yes. I mean, Betfair does offer uh, fixed odds like your regular bookmakers. But generally speaking, uh, if you can imagine two guys, two friends meet in a bar and they're talking sports. And let's say Wimbledon's just on at the moment. And let's say the Wimbledon final was uh, Andy Murray against Rafael Nadal. And the one friend says, yeah, I really fancy Murray. And the other guy uh, says, no, no, Nadal will win this one. And they put a little bet on between each other. And that generally is what Betfair does. 
It brings people together. And because of that, it gives you far better odds. Um, they change fairly quickly. And yes, if you win, you pay a small percentage. But uh, it really does offer so many different uh, classes of bets. And of course, for the trader, this is absolutely uh, perfect. Well, you said it moves a little faster. So should a newbie tackle Betfair trading or should he wait completely on the sidelines until he kind of understands how it all works? Well, I, mean, so, I, th I think, Scott, generally speaking, it, it depends on that individual, what their mindset is. I mean, if they're a little hot-headed, then, <laughs> you know, sort of uh, that's a bit like, uh, you know, giving matches and paraffin to a pyromaniac. But if they've got the right sort of mindset, then that's fantastic, you know. But also, one thing I'll mention about Betfair, there are many good sort of um, free software on the market that actually allows you, allows you to practice so you're not using real money. And I think that's an absolute boom. So you can spend days and weeks trading but not using real money. So you're making mistakes. It doesn't matter. And that, I think, is absolutely fantastic for Betfair. I've done a few videos, which I'm finishing this week, on that very matter because it's difficult to sort of uh, fully tell you about it in a podcast but you'll see those videos come up in the next few weeks yeah i think that's a highly intelligent decision to play with it a few weeks on any software i know even on the opening video at z code uh, they talk about that that you spend some time getting used to the system and how it works and placing bets uh, with paper rather than with money and until uh, you get a feel for things but what would be the big pitfalls i guess of betfair trading well, I think the big, the very biggest pitfall is, and this happens with so many people, and God knows it happened with me, you sometimes can forget you're actually dealing with real money. I mean, I know a guy once who um, used to have about $1,000 on his desk, and every time he places a bet using the internet, he would actually count out the bet that he just put on to remind himself he's actually just placed $100, $200, or whatever, and I think that's a, a sort of really great way of bringing home we are dealing with real money. Now, I'll tell you a very, very quick story. It happened to me many, many years ago when I was a little bit hot-headed. Uh, the one thing I found very, very difficult was to accept losses. And I was doing trading, and I just remember once I lost £25, I don't know, about $40, $45. And I couldn't accept that. I had to win it back. And there was a match on at the time. It was Real Madrid B-side. And it was eight minutes left of the match. And I wanted to win back this £25. I couldn't get it out of my head. Uh, I, the match was 3-1. There was eight minutes left. So I placed an absolute massive bet that the match would finish on under five and a half goals. Okay? I mean, it was a huge bet. It was over £1,000. And, of course, what happened, you know exactly what happened. There were two goals in the final eight minutes. And that, I think it was about £1,100 that sailed out the window. That was a long time ago. And I don't mind sharing that with people. But, uh, you know, if you haven't got the right mindset, with all those figures and a few clicks, you know, if you've not got the right mindset, you could be in big trouble. Yeah, you cannot be an emotional better and, and chase those profits like that, right? Well, yeah, exactly. You've, you can't take emotions out of it totally, but by Christ, you've got to have a, you know, a good rein on those emotions because if you don't, you know, you're not, gonna get where you want to be <laughs> you're gonna sure. you're gonna lose a lot of friends you're gonna lose uh, a lot of family and by god you're gonna <laughs> lose a lot of money 
Well, when it comes to Betfair trading, now I know many people have discussed the use of bots. And for those unfamiliar, that would be the automated trading robots. So what is your experience with them? Is it How easy can somebody make a trading robot to pick and place bets for you? Or is it not so easy? Well, I think, Scott, that there's a big difference between there are, there are a lot of bots on the market that basically are a ripoff. Um, you know, I've, I've looked at a lot of these, I've researched them, and a lot, of, a lot of them, not all of them, a lot of them are very poorly made, and they're simply there to take your money, and you won't see the guy who sort of programmed it again. Uh, what I would like to say is the fact that there are some very good Betfair software uh, many like Bet Angel, Geeks Toy, many of them actually are free. And these are interfaces for Betfair that actually make uh, Betfair a lot easier to deal with. And you can actually program them so they actually do things that you want. Now, these are far better. These, these are fantastic because you need to know a little bit about Betfair to actually use them. And I think if anybody knows little about Betfair, and starts using a bot, then quite frankly, you are writing the longest suicide note in history. You know, you need to know about what you're dealing with. There are some good bots out there, and I use one or two, but please understand what you're dealing with first. Well, when developing or exploring a new idea or a new strategy, are you the type of investor that starts from like a gut feeling with your instincts wrapped around some prior experience? Or do you start from analysis and data and look for some angle to find, try to find the strategy that works? Well, I, I think it's the chicken or egg situation. With myself, I base most on hard stats and data. Sometimes when it deals with key areas I know, say like the English soccer premiership, gut feeling can come into it. Sometimes stopping me from, say, placing a bet on a match on plus one and a half goals when I know a certain player may not be up for it, something like that. But, uh, I mean, gut feeling sometimes can be uh, some bad sushi you had the night before. So, uh, you know, <laughs> gut feeling is often, is often linked in with hindsight. So it plays a part, but for me, you can't beat hard facts and data. Sure. And could you explain the ideas of greening up, hedging your plays, and dutching your plays? Uh, yeah, uh, a greening up is really what any Betfair trader is, is looking for. Uh, you've got a, a screen, let's say it's with um, trading uh, scores on a soccer match. So you'll start off perhaps putting four or five different scores on. And as the course of the match goes on, you're looking to try and be one step ahead. So you're playing little trades here, little trades there. And what you're looking for is to see all those figures going down the screen all turning to green which means, of course, whatever happens, you will make a profit. That is greening up. And Betfair has made this easier over the past few months. They now have a, a, a greening up or cashing out button. Uh, and it will tell you, if you press that button, you will win, I don't know, $3, $20, $50, whatever happens. So that makes it sort of, you know, slightly easier. Uh, hedging your bets and... Uh, People like uh, Jake will often talk about this. For instance, say, oh, three, four weeks ago before the World Cup started in soccer, say you placed a bet on Chile to win the World Cup. Now, three weeks ago, you could have got odds of 33. Now you're looking at odds of 18. 
So you could go on to uh, Betfair and you could lay Chile for $50, $100 and guaranteeing you that whether Chile win or lose, you are going to make X amount of profit. And that's really what hedging your bets means. Uh, now, my, my good friend, uh, Michael, who's uh, part of Zedco, just before the season started, he's a great Liverpool supporter. And he put, I don't know, it was 20 or 30 euros on Liverpool to win the English Premiership. Now, at the time, they were no hopers. Uh, I think they were 35. But of course, anybody knows soccer? In the last few weeks of the English Premiership season, Liverpool looked as though they were going to win it. Uh, and he was looking at profits of about £1,000 if Liverpool won the Premiership. But of course, there were still some matches left. So he had to make the decision... Did he accept what he had, which was about two or three hundred pounds, or did he wait? And if Liverpool won, he won a thousand pounds. If they lost it, he lost everything. So I advised him. I said, "Well, why don't you go half half?" Which means it guaranteed him, you know, I think about three hundred pounds, and that's what he did. But of course, anybody knows what happened. Liverpool just lost out to uh, Manchester City, and I, I think you mentioned uh, Scott. You mentioned Dutching as well. Yes. Yeah, dutching is when you choose more than one um, participant in a race or a competition. So I did actually work this out uh, an hour or so ago. Let's say Super Bowl next season. Let's say you fancied uh, Seattle Seahawks, GB Packers, and Atlanta Falcons. Now, I think the Seahawks are around seven, Packers are at 15, and Atlanta Falcons are at 34. Now, if you put a pro this is approximate figures, around about $60 at on Seahawks about $28 on the Packers and about $12 on the Falcons, if any of those three won Super Bowl, you would be winning around about $320. That is dutching when you are choosing two, three or more participants in a race or a competition. I want to jump back just for a second. I appreciate you explaining those, but I can't get my head unwrapped off of the, the bots. <laughs> so I got one more question no on those. Um, when, if I'm familiar with Betfair trading, I know my way around and I, I can utilize that pretty well. Adding the bots, is that difficult? Do I have to have technical knowledge to program them or they're really user friendly? Well, as I say, it, it depends. There are the bots, as, as I call them, um, which basically, if they're uh, affiliated, if they uh, you know, have the sort of license with, uh, with Betfair, will actually, you know, you put in your own uh, uh, identity code and your own password, and then it finds its way, obviously, to your uh, Betfair account. And then you can utilize, you can decide what sort of states you're going to put on, and you can just then let it go on its own and leave it. Personally, I find that a little bit sort of dangerous. I like to know what's, what's going on. Uh, that is quite easy to do. But the trouble is, I find it's possibly a little too easy, because if some person knows little about Betfair, you know, you could find that you've, you, you know, you think you've, um, say, put two pounds on a stake, and you've put two hundred pounds on a stake. You may have made a, a very simple little mistake. Now, if you did that on live trading, you can get out of it. But if you put it on a bot and you've made a mistake. And you just go off, you know, go down uh, to the bar with your friends or whatever. It could be a very, very expensive mistake. But uh, then, of course, you have a software interface 
which I'll go into in the videos over the next few weeks, which take a little bit more time and trouble, but means that you're going to understand what you're doing. And in the end, it does make it a lot easier to actually integrate with Betfair. Okay. Well, thank you for explaining that. I, it sounds simple, but like you said, you got to know what you're doing. Yeah. And as I say, Scott, it, it is difficult to go into too much on a podcast, but on some of the live videos, people will be able to see the, you know, screenshots and movies of me actually using Betfair Live, and it will make a lot more sense then. Oh, great. Look forward to checking that out. Well, could you give an example of how you play the correct score markets and you use any automated software, which is common for Betfair? Well, as I say, it is difficult on a podcast, but I've just finished a video uh, with actual live footage of, uh, of trading. Generally, um, I do a lot of trading with uh, correct scores on soccer, and I pick a match where I think both teams are going to score. Um, there's nothing worse uh, than being in a match where you've picked, you know, 2-1, 2-zip, one, uh, 1 all, 2 all, and you're sitting there, and it's half-time, and it's nil-nil. There's nothing worse. Um, but generally speaking, I like to see, I've got a match that I think is going to be fairly open, where both teams have a good chance of scoring. So you're always looking to be one step ahead. So if the score is 1-0 and you've got 2-0 also on the board and you've also got 1-0, you're in a very, very comfortable position. But then what I'm looking to do, you're looking at those, uh, those odds and if it's 1-0 and as the, the uh, time goes on, I like to see the lay bet go down to three. And then what I do is I take some of the liability off. I will back against 1-0. And so what that does is it takes the liability on the other scores you haven't covered down, but also takes the profit on the other scores you have got up. Obviously, a serious Betfair trader with a soccer match will have the match on as well. They'll have it on another screen because it's no good doing that if you've got Greece playing. And sometimes when Greece play, they just lock a soccer match out. They'll go if they're winning 1-0, they're happy with that. And I'll try and keep it a 1-0. So generally speaking, I'll look at a match where both teams are playing fairly open and they've both got a fairly good uh, chance of scoring. And then we're looking to green up to turn all those scores, whatever scores you've got, you're looking to make them all green, which means you're going to profit whatever happens. Well, you said you did that a lot with soccer. So what sports do you usually trade? And, and what ones do you think are the most profitable? Well, I mean, the, the ones that are most profitable, the two most profitable by a mile are soccer and horse racing. Because, uh, obviously, uh, Betfair is, is a, a British company, and those are the two biggest uh, gambling sports. What I would love to see, obviously, at the moment, Betfair is not allowed, technically not allowed in the States. And so the liquidity on baseball... NFL, NHL, NBA is small. So it's there, but of course it's not very profitable because you may only get £20,000 on an NBA match, whereupon on a, a World Cup soccer match, it will be £6 million, £7 million, £8 million. And so the chances of you trading then with correct scores or goals is fantastic because luckily there are enough people out there that don't know what they're doing and the people who do know what they're doing are only too ready to take their money off them. 
Well, I know you plan to start a lot of new strategies uh, this summer. Can you tell us a little bit more about those? Yeah, sure. I mean, I've just finished uh, all the videos on these new strategies. I am over the next few days going to shoot a few videos of me live trading, and I'm going to incorporate those in the videos. But generally speaking, uh, we've got uh, mainly soccer with a couple of horse racing. We've got one called Diamond Goals, where we look to lay the current score in a soccer match on 70 minutes. But of course, that's not just any soccer match. That's, you know, matches we've picked with a d hard data behind it. We've got double diamond goals, similar, where we look uh, at a match if it's a draw and it fits our filters, where it's a draw right at near the end of a match and the lay price is on 1.1 and we look to lay the draw. So if there's a late goal, we make a profit. We've got one uh, which is called SWOT, uh, Soccer with Adaptable Trading, where we're using up to 10 different trades on the same match. Many different, it could be uh, under two and a half goals, it could be laying the correct score. Uh, we're looking at 90 minutes magic, that is correct score trading, which I've spoken about already. And then one that a lot of the guys will remember, and in fact it was Cliff that helped to name this when I first came up with it last year. Uh, we've called it Super Duper Soccer. It used to just be called Super. And that's mainly parlays of matches, three or four matches, mainly on the plus one and a half and under three and a half goal uh, filter. Uh, then we've got two uh, horse racing, one called Donkey Derby. Now, I'm working with John on this. Uh, John is the uh, horse racing supremo on Z Code. And I look at his figures, and I'm looking at uh, horses that are fairly low-priced, but I don't think we'll win. And I use his figures plus some of my own filters, and that will start. And finally, we've got one called Camelot, which is a very interesting idea where we're actually looking to actually put two slightly opposing bets together for horse racing. So we're looking at uh, laying a, a horse so we don't think it'll win the race, but we're actually betting it to be placed. Now, what it means is if the horse comes second or third, we win both bets, but we can't lose both bets. And I've been doing this for a few months, and it's been making very good, consistent profits. As I said, I've just finished the videos for all these strategies, and they will be up on Z Code over the next few days. Very interesting, very intelligent uh, ideas going on there, and even more entertaining names for them that you guys are coming up with. <laughs> One of my favorite podcasts, The School of Greatness, uh, it always asks at the end for the definition of greatness. So in your opinion, uh, and I'm sure if we asked 100 people, we'd probably get 99 different answers. But what makes great people great? What is the secret to success? Well, what I've come up with, I, I looked through, I know I used to have a few very friendly arguments with Jay Finn on great quotes. And I looked at many <laughs> quotes, and I've sort of... Um, looked at four or five of them that mean the most to me and I've come up with my own quote which is almost like a, a Frankenstein quote because he's taken bits from all these other great quotes and what I've come up with is uh, what a man does for himself dies with him yet if he treats his fellow man with kindness and respect and presents himself as an inspiring beacon of beneficial change to the world he becomes great and thereby becomes immortal wow that is powerful so it's about other people, and that's what you guys are all about in the Z-Code community 
and on this podcast is sharing your insight, your knowledge to benefit others, and that lives on. I, I did want to sort of, you, you mentioned about secret of success, and I would like to add that I don't think it's so much a secret of success as a secret to success, because I see success as a journey rather than as a destination. So we shouldn't be asking ourselves, are we there, but rather, are we on the right path? Now, while Z code isn't a guarantee of success, it does provide us with a bloody good map. You know, you tie it in just to what has always been my favorite definition of success. And I believe it was Earl Nightingale who said it. And it was the continuous realization of a worthy goal. Absolutely. Yeah. So it was never arriving, but always continuing and striving towards that. Well, thank you for being with us today, Jeffrey, and I hope that Betfair Trading brings a lot of profits for the fans and for you and for the rest of our Zico community. Absolutely, Scott, and uh, it's been an absolute pleasure doing this uh, podcast. Thank you, sir. We look forward to talking to you again. No worries. Thank you, Scott. Thank you for listening to our Z-Code Sports Betting Podcast, where insider systems, secrets, and tools are revealed to help you win on sports betting. If you have a comment or question, make sure to visit us at www.zcodesystem.com. Download our free sports prediction tools and join our VIP club to follow winning systems from people who make a living betting sports professionally. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. See you next time.